Welcome to a special episode of our Rainmaker Multiplier On Demand series brought to you by Clarity to Prosperity. For more information on the Rainmaker Multiplier process and a list of all podcasts in this series, visit ClarityToProsperity.com. Hello again. Welcome, everybody. And we are excited to bring you our second coffee break. No whiskey allowed. <laughs> and so uh, I'm excited about today's topic. What we're going to, what we decided to talk about today is talking about adding a new advisor to your firm. And so um, certainly a few of us have these experiences and we just been, we were having some sidebar conversations. I was talking to Don and what an amazing job he's done in bringing multiple advisors onto his firm in a relatively short period of time. Um, more experienced advisors that are able to plug right in and hit the ground running and produce some revenue for his firm. How Carl was able to bring, again, a more experienced advisor that was able to come in pretty quickly and become a partner and be part of his business succession plan. And, uh, and even Dave, where he actually utilized a resource, Simply Pair Planner, where he found a pair planner that he was able to train up in a very short period of time to become an advisor that's kicking ass, doing a fair amount of business and supporting Dave on those really big uh, clients doing the bulk of the work. Dave's getting fat and lazy, letting uh, his buddy David do most of the work now. And, so, and, I, and, I, and I can't say I trained him. I let C2P train him. <laughs> yeah, and that's exactly what I did too. C2P trained Brandon. Yeah. But there's, you know, there's a big component, you know, granted you guys use the bucket plan and that helps things, but also the informal mentoring where you guys are doing it and they're seeing you do it, right? Or you're having other experienced advisors in your firm like you, Don, where, you know, other, you know, you have rock stars in your firm and others are mirroring them. And you've been, you know, a perennial rock star your whole career. So they get to see you do the stuff successfully. And that's a big part of the training, informal mentoring. Right, right. Yeah. And, and, it, and, it, and it has to be, it depends on what you're going to do, really. Um, I was, we did the uh, annual uh, tax training for the tax practice builder yesterday. Can you, guys, can you guys believe it's 11 years in a row we've been doing that training? Carl, was, Carl joined me and we had a, we had a great day with uh, quite a few of our mastermind members. And Jay Hokinson was on there and, and Jay was like, I'm so busy. Is I don't know, is Jay on the call today? I don't know he if he's sure. here. I, I don't know if he's here and he wants to uh, tell how busy he is. In this, and, and I said, I said, dude, you've got to hire somebody to help you. Kind of like what Dave did, you know? So, so tell us what you did, Dave. What, what, did, what did you end up doing to help you? And why? Tell about where you were at, yeah. Dave, where you kind of hit the ceiling of complexity and needed to do something to make things. Yeah, right? I'll kind of keep it real short and simple. I mean, obviously, 90% of my role is at C2P and my time and commitment in helping all of our advisors. But, um, you know, I was turning away a lot of people, um, you know, continuing to if they didn't have a million, two million now, you know, it's up to five million of investable assets. I was just saying no to them. And I was like, well, that's kind of crazy. You know, most advisors struggle with getting people in the room. I, you know, my website and our marketing was doing all of that. And so I found I was making a trade-off. I was either saying no to too many people or 
I was spending my family time doing all of the planning work behind the scenes. And so for me, I, you know, got cooked up by actually Jude Wilson. I don't know if Jude's on the call, but he introduced me to Simply Paraplanner. And he was like, you just got to hire another CFP on the team. And I did that with David. And now, you know, essentially anyone who's not meeting my minimum, David is just taking them right through the process. He's in Boston. I'm in Charleston, South Carolina. Most of our clients are in California. He's taking people through the process. But more importantly, and what's been the biggest game changer is I plugged him into what Jason was focused on with the career pathing and compensation of where he sits as a second chair. And, you know, most of what I do now is show up to the meetings with these clients until they're, you know, or prospects until they're clients. Um, and he does a lot of the planning work behind the scene. I come in and help with higher level strategy, but, you know, I'm not in the weeds anymore on building out, analyzing, and doing all of the work that it takes to actually bring on a new client. So how'd you get them up to speed, Dave? Yeah. So it was interesting. Um, I simply pair planner, you know, I found him, he was an EA who had, uh, he was about to take his CFP exam. And so he had, you know, some, he didn't have an insurance license or anything yet. Uh, and that side of the business was a little bit foreign to him still, but he had some of the financial and the tax background, not really on the investments uh, and he's still getting up to speed there. But essentially what I did was I put him on, you know, 90 days where we just did a 1099 deal before him going W2, just to make sure that we jived with each other. And within the first couple of weeks of him joining from a 1099 basis, there was the bucket plan 1.0 training. And so I had him attend that. And, you know, for us, we were in a little bit different position because right out of the gate, he was not going to be working with new clients on his own. He was going to be sitting second chair to me. And I run the bucket plan 2.0, the holistic planning process. And so I wouldn't necessarily advise this unless somebody's just purely coming in as a second chair. But about a month later, we were doing the 2.0 training. So in October, he came through 1.0. In November, he came through 2.0. And then the only thing that he did was he sat in every virtual meeting with me of clients and prospects. And so he learned through osmosis. He plugged into some of the mentors on the mentoring. He went through e-learnings over and over and over again. I put him through e-money training and, you know, he, all of the other stuff that kind of, you know, we have at our resources, but it was really just going through those two trainings. And then the, the mentorship, I guess, indirectly of being in, I don't, I don't even take a client call without him on the line. That's great. Yeah. Yep. So that, that's, that's kind of the way that we did it too. It's all about mentoring. Let, let me tell you kind of how we got to where we were. Um, I had two top 10 producers in C2P. I had my son, DC, and I had Jeremy Ryland. And at the beginning, I was like doing all these classes and then I didn't like doing the planning work. It's just something I don't like. So I would, have, when, when they come out of an AFIA class, which is, these are social security classes, mostly that we're doing at libraries. Um, I would have one of them in the meeting with the, with the new potential client, right? To do the step one meeting and, and fill out the fact finder and introduce them. And then they would, they would originally what they would do is they would put the plan together and then I would meet with the planner and the couple who were doing the plan for, we would all meet together, right? 
it got to a level where both DC and Jeremy didn't need me to present the plan and close it anymore. So I just let them go. And I was still generating leads for them. And I, I said, you know what? All of our schedules are totally full. My schedule's full. Jeremy's was, DC's was. There's no, we've got, we've got leads we can generate, but we don't have ability to meet with those people and do the plans. So I thought, well, what do we, we need to hire, we need to hire new planners. Now, do I want to hire someone that's going to be uh, a planner that's just going to help them do planning? Or do I want to hire someone that can produce? So we put together from the C2P e-learning modules, a whole checklist of going through the e-learning modules as a training. Um, and, and since that time, that was about three and a half years ago, we've actually hired seven planners, four of which have been hired in the last three and a half months. So we're not gonna hire any more this year, uh, but we're getting them up to speed where we've got the leads in place. We hired a new marketing manager to do that. So that's a different way of doing it. Really, you have someone come in that has five years experience, you want them to produce, and they basically, when they come in, they're gonna sit in every meeting with me, just like Dave was mentoring, they're going to sit in every meeting with me, but they're going to take notes in the beginning. They're not even going to fill out the fact finder. They're going to watch me fill it out. I'm going to fill that out. Then, then it's some, I've got a couple that uh, like Tom Ponce, he, he, he fills out the fact finder and I sit there and watch how he does it. And then I, and then I present the planning options to him, right? Pretty soon he's going to be able to present all the planning options and he's going to be able to do step ones and I can just put an appointment on his calendar and he can run with it just like I originally did with DC and Jeremy. So that's, you kind of mentor them through different phases. But the main thing that I've seen, Jason, is you as a planner, if you're going to do this and get someone who's a producing planner who can get up and really be a producing planner within six to 12 months, is you have to make a commitment as the advisor, as the owner of your firm, that you're going to spend the time to do that mentoring. Because if you just hire someone and let them sit in a back room someplace and maybe just do things every once in a while, they're not going to learn and they're not going to like their progress. They're not going to earn enough money for their family. Um, and, and it's not going to be productive growth for your firm. So you have to kind of decide which you want to do. Do you want to just have someone that's going to be an associate advisor and help or a para planner like what Dave did? Or would you like to have producing planners that are actually growing your business? Every time you have a new producing planner, you're, I look at it as I've, I've got a new McDonald's franchise I just opened. We can, not, we can now run the processes and systems of C2P with that particular individual. So of the four that, well, the, we hired four in the, in the last uh, three months. Um, three of them are on board, one starting November 1st. All three of those that are on board just went through Bucket Plan 1.0 when we just had it. So they're, they're, they're learning the bucket plan as soon as we get them on board and they're doing plans. All of them have clients that they're working with doing plans right now as well. That's awesome, Don. Yeah, and you know what, to give everybody some backdrop and we're just about to launch the Advisor Career Path e-learning module and we're building the live and virtual interactive training on everything we're talking about today, right? We've been working on this for like three years. And mm -hmm. so finally, I'm so excited to launch this e-learning course. 
and uh, also the, the live and virtual training that'll be coming in 2022. But the basic premise is modeled off of these five rungs. And I'll put this in, in perspective to Dave sharing what he did, Don sharing what he did, and even what I've done with Brian Bibbo and Jeff Warnkin is there's five rungs, right? Two are backstage, the first two, client service advisor and paraplanner. That's rung one and rung two, that's backstage. They're not meeting with clients yet, right? A client service advisor, very junior person. You might be bringing them in out of college. They have zero to two or three years experience at the most. And you're just plugging them in to do administrative stuff that is gonna help them learn how to eventually become a financial advisor. But that's if you need that type of role, administrative type of role, just doing tasks that eventually they'll grow into the second rung. And that second rung is a paraplanner. Now they are a financial planner, but they're not ready to go front stage. They're not yet ready to sit with clients but they're actually doing the financial planning. They might even be a CFP, but they've not met the, the uh, what's it called, Dave, where you have to have like three years of meet. The, wor the work requirement side of it, yep. Right, and so they might even pass the CFP, be ready to go, but they got to do the work requirement. And so they're backstage still, that's that second run pair planning. And again, this is if you want to bring somebody up up the ranks where you just need a pair planner to support the existing advisors. The third rung is where Don is bringing people in. And that is, and Dave, really, you brought David in into this third rung, sitting second chair on huge cases and taking mid to small cases all the way through to the finish line by themselves. But they might need some help, like how Don's coming in, helping some of the advisors, even in the first appointment or in the closing appointment. That's what a rung three is. It's an advisor level, but they're not yet rung four. Rung four is a lead advisor. A lead advisor means they're on their own now. They don't need Don to help them in any way, shape or form or anybody else. They can take a large client, even some of the largest clients of the firm all the way through to the finish line. And the fifth and final rung is practicing partner. If you as a business owner choose to add this rung, this is where they have the opportunity to earn their way to buy into the firm, or maybe it's equity grants. There's multiple ways to do that, but there's but ultimately it's the rainmakers. It's the one that if you don't give them an opportunity to earn equity or be part of the future of the firm and be have some kind of ownership, then you're going to lose them, right? And that those type of rainmakers is what that fifth rung is designed for. And Jason, what I love about it, just like a recent kind of success story coming full uh, through, like full the, the circle in this process is earlier this year, David got a referral in Massachusetts of a, a, a potential client and he took them through step one discovery, did the connection questionnaire, quoted them the planning fee, they agreed to it. And after that meeting, he was like, Dave, you got to take it from here. This guy's a graduate of MIT, one of Pfizer's top PhDs. He's in charge of worldwide distribution of all the vaccines. And he had about 5 million bucks. Well, come now about a week ago, we finally delivered his plan and got commitment and all the paperwork is docu-signed over to him to move over those assets now. David wouldn't have been able to do that. And he said to me multiple times throughout that meeting, like, thank God you were on this meeting to answer all these questions. But what a great way that he was able to do discover 
open up the opportunity, create that. I would have never had that client if it wasn't for him, but then bring me in where he knew the restrictions of, you know, his own uh, experience at this point. And he learned an incredible amount through that process also. Built on the foundation of the award-winning bucket plan process, Clarity to Prosperity's proven processes, training, and coaching can help you increase your revenue. If you are a growth-minded, independent financial advisor, you qualify for a free copy of the bucket plan book. Go to claritytoprosperity.com forward slash offer to get your free book today. That's claritytoprosperity.com forward slash offer. Yeah, we, we just had a client that Tom, Tom Ponce has been with me three years. He used to work with a top producer for a competitive FMO. And uh, what happened was he came in to work for them five years ago with the promise he would be a full-time advisor in two years. And uh, w- one of the people that had been there two years longer than him just became an advisor at that firm. So Tom was looking and... Uh, I said, well, you know, we'll get you going right away. After three months, we just had a meeting on Tuesday with a client. I, I lined up Tom to do this with me because this, this client lives in Tom's hometown. So Tom's going to have an automatic connection with him. And the client has about $1.4 million and decided to pay us $2,500 for a planning fee. Now, Tom, Tom's to the level where he did the whole fact finder. He asked all the questions during the meeting, but then I presented the planning options. So at some point through this mentoring process, he's going to get to a level where he's going to be able to do, do pr- present all those planning options. And then we're presenting the plan together for this client and some of the others we're working with. At some point, he'll be able to present the whole plan and then he can go do that. And then eventually he'll be lined up to start doing live classes. We're gonna, he's already team teaching live classes with me, uh, in-person classes. Uh, there's no libraries or colleges open, but we found a bunch of rec centers in St. Louis and, that have rooms and we're just doing them there. So that seems to be, you know, we have one of the top uh, consultants in the industry, Frank Baselli on the call. I'd like to have maybe Frank's input on hiring and, and what, what you've learned over the years, Frank. Nice to see you, Frank. Thank you. It's good to uh, it's good to be here. Um, I'm I'm actually learning more than I'm able to teach at this point. You you guys have an incredible process. I, I can maybe the only value I can add here is by contrast uh, t- to suggest that you've got a massive competitive advantage right now. A lot of the firms I work with um, are are doing doing nothing like this, and and you know they're they're hiring people. They're bringing them in, they're giving them some cursory training, and then they're just throwing them out there in the water and seeing if they can swim. So, I mean, I'm, I'm learning a lot from just listening to you guys, and I'm very impressed with this because the, the rest of the industry, or not the whole industry, I mean, you know, a good chunk of the rest of the industry and a good chunk of very high net worth advisory competition uh, is not doing this. It's mind-boggling. So, uh, I, I just want to share one thing real quick too, because I think a lot of the people I'm looking at, all the participants on this call, like you probably, for the most part, don't have as large of a business as Don or Jason, where you know you can go hire four, five, six advisors in a year. And I think you know my perspective being more the 
you know, the lone ranger, if you will, not having a business that big was hiring your first advisor is like one of the, the scariest things that you can do, right? Because you're basically taking money in your pocket and giving it to somebody else. But I will tell you, you're, you are exchanging money for time. And if I look back over the last 12 months, now that I've, I've had David for a year, the time that it's freed me up to go pursue some huge high net worth opportunities will pay for itself a hundred times over because right. I'm not in the weeds doing the things that he could do. And so honestly, you know, you are buying your own time back by doing it. And again, I remember in September, October, I was like, what am I doing hiring a full-time 40 hour a week W2 CFP on my team? Because I didn't need it back then. But now Dave, if I look at yeah. it, it's well, amazing. You know, you know Dave, if, if, go ahead, Greg. Yeah. Well, I just, I just wanted to add because part of what it is too, because similar to my office, bringing in these people at different levels, just be aware of how you're involving them in the meeting because it takes a huge service capacity off of you. When I'm in presenting and those pair planners are doing the grunt work or that second chair is developing design or even the first chair that I'm coming in, I am absolutely 100% giving them all the credit and say, hey, you know, these guys have done this. They've built this. They have the knowledge. They're doing a, you, you're creating credibility with that younger advisor. And what happens is you're going to be able to transition those clients our process, I don't have that ongoing, to Dave's point, I'm, my time is back. I don't have the ongoing services. And part of their obligation then is to continue to move forward with the development. But guess what? They have all the credibility at that point. If I'm sitting in the cases like, hey, Casey developed this thing. He put this thing together. He brought me up to speed. I'm here just to steal some of the limelight because I love doing this. I say that to the client because it's all about gaining that credibility. And it's very, very powerful because then they can run with that client, continue to develop the long-term care processes, the ongoing services, gathering more assets. It's super, super important if you're looking to eliminate some of you as Greg's always the go-to guy. The only way you change that is you to be the one to tell them, hey, these are the ones that are go-to people. You know what, Greg? That, that's, that's, a great, that's a great example because um, I, I worked a lot with uh, Pam Diemert and uh, Patrick May. They're, they're now, they've been with me, Pam's been with me two and a half years, and Patrick's been me, with me about three and a half years, and they're both top five producers with C2P now. But what would happen is by the end of us working on joint clients, they would like them better than they like me. You know, and, uh, and that's, that's the whole purpose of, because I, I don't know if you guys know this, but I don't have any clients. Okay. Well, they're all my clients because it's my firm, right? But I don't service any clients, you know? So that's what's unique about what we're doing is usually as the owner or the lead advisor of a firm, you're going to have the most important clients, the, the largest opportunities, but I've been able to hand those off. And, and that's, that's one of the fears of our industry, right? Oh, no one's going to want to work with anyone but the owner. They all want to work with everybody else but me, you know? <laughs> Don, so. Don, I think I want to tie together a few things that have been talked about here. Sure. So one is, Don, you, like the way that you've trained and everybody else has, is if you think about the holistic planning, the bucket plan, the holistic planning process, the four steps that we put in front of a client, right? Discovery, design, deliver, dedicated. Discovery, right, is that first appointment. 
It's yes. a close. You got to close them on a green to go through the process. The second appointment design, right? This is where a lot of the financial planning and the deep dive fact finding and all that kind of stuff happens. And then deliver is the second close. You got to close them on becoming a wealth management right. or insurance client of the firm. And then number four, dedicated is onboarding and servicing the client. And so the beautiful thing about it and what you've heard everybody talk about here is you can figure out based on the level of experience and the training that the advisor you brought on has at that point, you can basically plug them in wherever you need to. So for example, uh, Don, you were talking about how you were doing step one and they were watching you, right? Yep. And then they were doing step two, doing the financial planning. And then ultimately at step three delivered, you were coming back in at the close. And then you don't have any clients like you, well, you own the firm, but they are the servicing agents or advisors. And so step four, dedicated, they take it from there, right? You do not have to do any of those things. So now what it does is it gives you the ability to step away when they're ready. Maybe you step away of step four first, then you step away of step two, then you step away of step three, you know, and ultimately all you're doing is step one. And eventually that advisor gets good enough. You don't have to be there for step one either. We're doing it right after they decide to become a client because, you know, we, 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 what ends up happening is the planner does all that paperwork. Okay. And sets it up and puts them into the TD Ameritrade accounts. That's their and their, and yeah. their, you know, their name is their, they're their planner at that point. Yeah. Right. So I, so the difference is I, I'm not taking any client and then I'm not competing against them either. Right. I could say this, this is a $5 million client. I'm not, you know, you did it through your, your class, but I'm going to take that from you because yeah. I'm the, I'm the lead advisor and they're only going to want to do that. I'll, I'll help them on that case. And if we close it, it's going to be assigned to them. And they're the IAR on that case. Yeah. And the annuity business goes under their name, right? But everything flows through, obviously, to our firm as the agency. Uh, we, 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 pay them, we pay them on 1099 and W-2s, so th they, they get paid through us. But that's the, that's the way we have it set up. And Joe's got a yeah. question, yep. so gonna, let's address that before we... Crazy how fast a half hour can go, right? Right. Um, let's address Joe's question. I'm planning to approach other advisors who can bring over their current AUM clients. Has anyone done this or have recommendations on the best way to do this? It's hard. I, 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 so in, just let me give you a quick 30 second. In, in order to hire the people we've hired, I've had to try several different types of methods. One is LinkedIn marketing two candidates. So I've run into several people that, and they'll take, they'll, you know, they'll take a 15, 20 minute call with me. But if they have a book of business already, it's really, really hard for them to see merging in with you. Uh, you, can, you can try and approach them, but then what's the split? What's their opportunity? You're really going to have to show that you can build their business substantially. And I haven't had any luck with it. Uh, even though, I mean, I show them we've got a marketing machine going here. We're, do, we're doing, to give you an idea, we're doing eight in-person classes. No, excuse me. We're doing eight virtual classes 
and 10 in-person classes this month. <laughs> and, and I can and I can set any anybody up that has their own book of business on doing that. And Joe, you know, but, I can share they with you. They're not biting when it comes up. Yeah. And I can share with you, I've only done it once successfully for the same reason that Don said. Once they have an existing book of business, typically they have a non-solicitor, non-compete. So you may end up in a legal battle with Edward Jones or That's Ameriprise. That's the first question you have to ask them is, can you give me your contract? Because I want to look at your non-compete, right? Yep. I would recommend, Joe, that you do a connect call with uh, Mary Stern, but you may find an advisor who is going to retire. And that's a great way that's to do it. That's a good way, yeah. And so yeah. is there. I, what I also like to say, and you know me, I can't go when I get my two seconds in. I brought Brandon up kind of fast track. Those that you know, Brandon has been very successful. But Haley Kalk, who is right here, is in the midst of, uh, we hired her as a paraplanner, a, um, a, a service but she's at the point of becoming an advisor. She has done exactly what Don and Dave and Jason have said. She sat with me, she sat with Brandon, uh, and she's doing all the things and she's learning correctly. The other thing that, that I'm doing with her, and I think it's really helping, is I involved her yesterday all day in the tax practice builder. I've got her on this call here today. So as much interaction and involvement that she can have with us instead of just me and Brandon, I think is huge to uh, to maintain the relationship that we have, her and I and Brandon. Just want to throw that in. And Carl, you were a great example. You brought him in, Brandon, at rung three. He mirrored you. Then you brought him up to lead advisor. He was able to do mostly all the cases on his own, really, at that point. And then, and then ultimately you brought him to practicing partner and he's part of your business succession plan. I did the same thing with Brian Bibbo, except he started in the backstage as a client service advisor, then started doing the planning as paraplanner. Then he came front stage as a second chair, eventually lead advisor, now he's practicing partner. So the moral of the story is you can plug anybody in wherever you need it. And that's what you have to do. Every single one of you are going to be at a different point, those business owners on the call, of where you need someone. You might need someone, Dave, you've heard me talk about this forever, obligations or opportunities, right? The first thing you got to do is get the obligations off your plate. Put the backstage team members in place to take care of all the obligations so you can free yourself up to focus on the opportunities because that's how you're really going to, to make it rain, right? And go to that next level. But you can bring people in like Don has at kind of that rung three advisor level and quickly get them up to a lead advisor because of all the training and support. You might need somebody at that paraplanning level or you might be willing to invest the time like I did with Brian Bibbo right out of college and bring them up through the ranks. And you know that's gonna take probably five years. Awesome call today, and it is 11.30, so thanks everybody for joining. Thanks for all the input. Fantastic, I can't wait till next week. Interested in learning more about the topics discussed today? We want to know more about your challenges and priorities and how we can help build your custom roadmap to success. That's right, a custom roadmap built just for you. 
Schedule a free 20-minute consultation with one of our business development partners. Visit c2pe.info forward slash podcast to schedule a time that's good for you. That's c2pe.info forward slash podcast.